Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another special episode of my relaunch of this program, which is going to be now titled The Metronomes. I'm really excited. This is an invitation I actually did two years back with a special artist by the name of Jessica Chaz. She's a fellow Durbanite, which is my second home, Durban, South Africa, uh, now residing in Vancouver, Canada. I really wanted to get her on the show to talk about the progress between her Dream and EP, how she grew up singing. We were discussing before the show that you started like humming jingles of commercials, and that's how your father discovered that you had a natural gift for hearing melodies and replicating them. So before we get started, Jessica Chaz, welcome. Hi. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Um, I really appreciate it and I appreciate your support. It's so great to be here today on my first podcast. I was really excited when you reached out to me for me, better late than never, as I always say. Give people a little bit of your background. How was your time growing up in Durban? How did that contribute to your love for music? Um, I also understand that your father raised you on some good old legends like Elvis and the sort. So tell us a little bit about that experience growing up. Yeah, I grew up in a musical home. My mom was actually a classical pianist and guitarist and my dad sang. Um, and he had like a really, you know, big voice. So he would listen to, you know, those kinds of singers like Elvis Presley, Freddie Mercury. You know, like we, we listened to a lot of stuff, you know, Stevie Wonder and then church music so like Hillsong, Israel Houghton and Kirk Franklin <laughs> so very like choral music um, so at home we had a very kind of large mix of music ranging from like the 50s to whatever was current at the time my dad loved to dance so he would like play music all the time and so music just became fun yeah and then I joined the youth band at our church um, and I sang and that was like my first introduction to like singing music in front of people. <laughs> right. So like I said, I started singing in church. So um, for me, singing, you know, it's praise and worship. So you're singing to Jesus. And so it, it was always a source of comfort for me. Um, and yeah, after my dad passed away, I went to university and I studied music Singing, uh, you know, was his dream and he, he loved when I sang. So he would ask me to sing all the time. And so initially I started it, you know, for him um, and eventually, yeah, it became a source of comfort to me and to, you know, my family and others around me. I felt like it was like what I was supposed to do. Like this, this was definitely my purpose. Uh, well, when I went to university, the program that I did was actually a practical one you had to perform weekly, like it was a thing you had to do, which felt like a lot of pressure then, but then it kind of just became n like natural. And, and, you know, we studied composition and arranging at university. Um, and one of my lecturers, Demi Fernandez, he always, you know, kind of encouraged us to to explore, you know, with composition and with the music you were listening to. And in the program that I did, you had to perform different styles of music. So, you know, we had to perform African music, choral music, different forms of African music, and then, you know, straight up pop and R&B to like jazz. So like you had, you had a whole range of music you were listening to. And I think that influenced me uh, my sister though uh, you know she's she's a few years older than me and she went into the music program first um, and she started songwriting when she was like 17 
And so I think seeing her do it and also, you know, like I've been listening to so many artists my whole life, she encouraged me to write and that's what I did. Like, you know, the first song I wrote was actually a breakup song. <laughs> and so she was just like, you know, what will come from it, you know? Um, and so that's kind of how I started writing. Excellent. How long did it take you to create the Dreaming EP as a whole? It took two years. Yeah, maybe three years. Because, I mean, initially we released Cali in 2015. That was the first song we wrote. Um, and then I had wanted to do um, an EP and it took us a, a while, you know, to gather the songs and songwrite them. But m- most of the time it was it was actually getting it produced. You know, like we co-produced it, but... We were here in Canada and we were still networking with musicians. And so to find people to do what we were hoping, you know, Dreaming would sound like, uh, eventually took a while. And then also to get it recorded because we have musicians, you know, that are in the States, are in South Africa, in Canada. They, you know, so we recorded it globally. And then so it took a while, you know, to get everything from everyone and then mix and master it, obviously. Were these all the ideas you had over a span of three years or did you have a bunch of ideas that you chopped down into this project? No, it was it was music created over the space of three to five years. Yeah. So in these songs that we're going to cover today, how the rounds work is we're going to hear two songs per round. And then once we've heard the songs, we're just going to give an unbiased or try to give an unbiased opinion on what we heard and basically pick your favorite uh, and why you prefer one over the other. Or if both songs really impressed you that you can't decide, you can give a positive tie. If you just hated both and nothing (laughs) didn't do anything for you, you could say negative tie and why. All right, so we're going to be starting with round number one, or numero uno, as I like to say in Espanol. That's going to be Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And the first version we're going to be listening to is Production by David Ian. And vocals by Acacia of Talon Acacia. Thank you. 
That was Hard the Herald Angels Sing, a production with David Ian and vocals by Acacia. I thought that was an irresistibly cute version of the song. And that's going to be going up against Hark the Herald Angels Sing by Hillsong, the old school Christmas album version. Here we go.
All right, that was Heart the Herald Angels Sing from, in my opinion, only us Durbanites would know that Hillsong used to have horns and used to have soul. These modern kids don't know a thing about that. Going up against David Ian on production with Acacia of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. So to ease Jessica's nerves, I'll go first and I'll let her go first the next time. This is, from my, from my point of view, comparing like a soft winter coffee room setting to a much more funky soulful live setting it really depends what mood you're in because both of these are really well produced instrumentally i do like that little tag that they threw in the heart the hairline just saying that can you hear me angel singing that was kind of cool the funky guitar was really good um, vocals were very good as well yeah for me it's gonna really boil down to mood so but if i'm gonna have to give an edge i think maybe this is a little biased towards my love for funk I'm going to have to go with the Hillsong version. What about you, Jessica? Um, well, yeah, I love Hillsong. You know, I like both. They, they are very different. The mood the mood is, is different on both. But I have to go with David Ian featuring Acacia because, you know, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, was, that was really, you know. Yeah. I figured the reason why I started the show with that, because when I went through the selections, I felt like that song was the most in your lane. It sounded like something you would do personally. So, yeah, I, I definitely understand your vote for, <laughs> for that version. But, unfortunately, we have opposing votes, so that means no result on the first round. So, we're just going to have to leave it up to the audience. Like I said, this is really a mood thing. Both versions are really, really enjoyable. So, let's get into round two, our midway section. We're going to be starting with Little Drummer Boy by Family Force 5. Here we go. Drummer Boy by Family Force 5. And before we get into the next version, can we just make a statement if we can all agree? I was doing some research on some of the history of when some of these songs were written. 
Christmas music has got to be probably the most timeless music of all time. We're talking some of these songs are written from 1500 to 1900. So I don't know if you agree or disagree, but what's your take on that? Yeah, I agree. I, I love Christmas music. You can't help but smile when you listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how it's constantly reinventing itself every year, keeping the same songs fresh and alive while introducing new ones as well. So anyway, that's going to be compared to, obviously, Little Drummer Boy by Justin Bieber featuring Busta Rhymes. Here we go. I'm the drummer boy so do, do, do. I'm the drummer boy so do, do, do. I'm the drummer boy so do, do, do. 
Drummer Boy by Justin Bieber and Busta Rhymes up against Family Force 5. All right, so because that's the fellow Canadian representative, I'm going to pass it now to the other Canadian representative, Jessica Chaz, to give her opinion first. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, I'm going to actually give it a, a positive tie um, because they're both so cute. And also, you know, because I love Justin Bieber. <laughs> And, you know, yeah, Canadian, so you got to support him. So, yeah, no, I'm going to give it a positive tie. They're both super cute. Awesome. Awesome. For me, that was the, I would say, the polarizing time of Bieber's vocals. I'm a diehard Bieber fan for many years now. But I'm talking about, like, the polarizing time between where the tone almost, like, didn't want to decide between his pre-puberty voice and his post-puberty voice. We only got the full change in the Believe album. I think he still did, I think, the best he could have done with his vocal transition at that time. But I'll say it's still a little polarizing vocally. Um, Rap-wise, I think Bieber wasn't bad. He did his thing. I, I've I've heard him freestyle or do other verses better on like live radio shows and stuff like that. Um, Busta, he's pretty, pretty much made that fast rapping thing his thing. So I wasn't really surprised with anything he did either. I don't know, though. I feel like... Little Drummer Boy, the Justin Bieber version, did a little too much, especially on the production end. I think they kind of overproduced it just a tad. I think the Final Force 5 version was well-balanced. It wasn't too much, wasn't too little. Um, even though it was extremely heavily auto-tuned, I do like it's turning the Drummer Boy into a drum machine idea to modernize it. It's a quick, cute, breezy listen. So I think I'm going to give that to Family Force 5 as a deciding vote. Uh, well, this time, actually, my vote overrules you. So it's not like we have no result there. Anyhow, getting to the final round, which should be a coming back to Earth again, because we kind of soared way out of the production league there. Um, this is going to be I'll Be Home for Christmas. And the first version we're going to hear is Jen Stackpole. Here we go. <laughs>
be home for Christmas You can count on me Please have snow and mistletoe And presents Jessica, help me out here, because I could be prejudging you the wrong way. Of course, the audience won't be able to see this, but judging on your reaction to that song, I kind of felt like you were at war with yourself to either downvote it for the vocals or upvote it for the production. <laughs> so which one was it? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much both, and it's quite crazy that you could see that. I was trying to keep, you know, a straight face, so... <laughs> I got you. Well, let's see if we can get uh, a better reaction from Jessica on this final version, which is Barlow Girl's version. Here we go.
Christmas up against Jen Stackpole's version. If I can predict, maybe we could say together, I think we're going to unanimously go with Barlow Girl, right? <laughs> yeah. So, the reason why I'm going with Barlow Girl is because if you listen deeply and intently enough, I'm going to preface, preface this by saying that I'm criticizing my friend here. You'll get why later in the show. Jen Stackpole's version seemed like it was bass filler. Ballo Girls version sounded like they had did a lot more homework and study of what strikes people about that song that they wanted to hit all the layers of it over the years and like combine it into one like really amazing version. They took us to all different places with that. Yeah, like a little marching drum in the bridge section with like a little orchestra piece and then a little high key change and then you had it dipping up and down between slow moments and really slow build-up moments. So it was really multi-layered and done very, very well. While the baseline version of Jen Stackpole's had really sweet production, but the vocals kind of very flatlined itself to the point where you felt like if you heard the first 30 seconds, you pretty much heard the rest. Um, so pretty much from that point forward, you were only listening to it for production, which still kind of was overshadowed by the production we got of Barlow Girls version. So that's my reasoning. What about yours? I'm pretty much kind of the same. I also, I, I know they're a family and so their voices blended like really, really well on like the harmonies and also like the vocal movement they were doing. Like it was really like some of the points were like extremely sophisticated harmony like they were singing, you know, um, and the way they were, mo- they were moving like horn players do kind of in some players and in some places, sorry. Yeah, no, I love it. So that's a unanimous one on the last one. So at least we got one where we both are on the same page so to close out things first of all how much did you have fun on the show 
and then give us the backstory behind Callie. You don't have to get too personal if you don't want to. I just want a little tease as to what the song was about, how it came about, so that the people can enjoy it for themselves. Okay. Yeah, no, I had a lot of fun on this show. Um, I tend not to critique other artists much because I know how hard it is to put music out there. So, so it was a little tricky to decide for me. But no, it, it was a lot of fun. Also, like getting to hear some new music because I didn't, I have, you know, I wouldn't have heard, well, I didn't, let's say I didn't hear Jan Stackpole's um, track. Or even that version of Hark the Herald Angel Sing by Hillsong, even though I listened to them, I didn't I didn't actually know that version. So so that was really cool. Kelly, okay, so we kinda wrote it, my sister and I and my mom, um, after a trip to LA. And we got back to our apartment in Vancouver and I was just like, Oh my goodness, I can't wait to go back to Kelly. Like I feel like something, you know, I feel like something is is there for me I'm not sure what but I feel like a deep connection to it and it's not like I wanted to move there or anything it was just that you know I just felt like something was there you know because Vancouver's home for me now but yeah no I just I felt a really deep connection and so our acoustic guitar was nearby so my sister grabbed it and you know so usually when we go on like our whole kind of you know wishing kind of conversations um, we always end up by saying, you know, we're cool because Jesus has this, you know, like God's got this and whatever we're dreaming about, whatever we're hoping for, it'll happen. It'll happen in the right time, you know. And so, so she, you know, she grabbed the guitar and so we were speaking. And so what we were saying in our conversation with my mom is kind of how Kelly came about. We were sitting in our apartment in our lounge. She grabbed the guitar and we kind of wrote the song that way. It was like in one afternoon together, just with family. <laughs> And how much has the song meant to you since you put it out? What kind of feedback have you gotten? So we recorded it actually for um, a competition I entered. I entered a Sony UK recording competition um, through Talent House. And it did really well. It got like 100,000 views on YouTube or pretty close to it. Um, So we were like, okay, maybe we should actually record this. And so I released it as a single in 2015. That version was actually recorded in South Africa on one of our trips back. I went into studio with a few of my friends. And in one session, we kind of, we recorded it and then we released it. And then when I was creating Dreaming, I felt like people, I got a lot of positive feedback and people really loved the song, but I wanted it to be kind of, what we were feeling in that moment in 2018 or like 2017 when we were recording it, you know? And so that's why it's so different. It, it is very different from my single release. Um, so it kind of evolved like we, I, you know, like we did. Now's your time to take the floor and give out all your promotions, your social medias, anything you want the people to check you out on. And then we'll be closing out the show with Callie, followed by the reason why I said my friend earlier. Jen Stackpole, who you heard, I actually did a song with her almost a decade ago. So I'm going to be playing that too. And closing out the show with You Can Almost Find Nowhere Anymore. And that's going to be Have a Merry Merry Christmas by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, wow, I love them. Um, okay, yeah, you can find me at uh, jessicachaz.ca, jessicachaz.com, <laughs> jessicachaz.co.ca. And then I am on pretty much all forms of social media. Yeah, just if you search my name, Jessica Chaz, it'll come up um, on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook. Yeah, which is another thing I wanted to uh, give a shout out to you for because 
I couldn't believe how easy you are to find if you just Google your name. So thank God you have a really unique name that's you're not hard to find. So yeah, so people, check her out, Jessica Chaz. That's J-E-S-S-I-C-A. And surname, or as we say in America, last name, C-H-A-Z, as they say, or Z, as we say. God bless, Jessica. It's been a really awesome pleasure having you on the show. Say goodbye to the people and enjoy the music after that. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Joe, once more. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, This was so much fun to be with you all today. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And I'm sending you so much love. Stay safe and take care during this time. And just, you know, thank you. Why do you run? 
Why do you run? Why do you hide? Why do you hide? Why do you run? Why do you hide? It just wants to come and take away the pain you have inside. Why do you go? Why do you flee? It just wants to come. Into your heart to set you free. Why keep running, playing hide and seek from the blood that He shed for you? And why distance yourself far from God's help with all the silly things you do? So now's your time to walk into the shine. And now's your time to run into His marvelous light. Why do you run? Why do you hide? It just wants to come and take away the pain you have inside. Why do you go? Why do you flee? It just wants to come into your heart to set you free. Why live in compromise? Why do you believe in lies that's far from His grace? And why you try to criticize about how people live and die without seeking His face? So drop your bad attitude, step up to a different tune, and walk into His love. Cause His blood has been shed for you, now set for you to do, for you to choose Him too. Let's sing. Why do you run? Why do you hide? It just wants to come and take away the pain you have inside. Why do you go? Why do you flee? It just wants to come. Into your heart to set you free. Why do you run? Fall from the sun. It just wants to come and take away the pain that's been done. Why do you go? Can you see? It just wants to come. Into your heart to set you free. Why do you run? Why do you run? Why do you hide? Why do you hide? Can you see? Can you see? His blood on the cross has set you free. Why do you run? Why do you hide? Can you see? His blood on the cross has set you free. Let's go. Why do you run? Why do you hide? He just wants to come and take away the pain you have inside. Why do you go? Why do you flee? He just wants to come into your heart to set you free. Why do you run? Fall from the sun. He just wants to come and take away the pain that's been done. Why do you go? Can you see? He just wants to come into your heart to set you free. Why do you run? Why do you hide? Can you see? His blood on the cross to set you free. Why do you run?
as you tell the Christmas story that so often has been told of a baby in a manger and of wise men bringing gold of the shepherds and of angels singing songs of peace on Friends and